Hey, Husker fans, welcome to another episode of the Husker Big Red Podcast with Chris Peterson and Danny Gillette. As always, go Big Red. Hey, Husker fans, welcome back to the Husker Big Red Podcast. I'm Chris Peterson, and this is uh, joining me as always is Danny Gillette. And uh, we're back here on Monday morning after a big Nebraska win over Northwestern. It wasn't pretty. It was 17 to 9. There definitely were some nervous moments, but uh, the Cornhuskers are, you know, four and three now. And uh, Danny, how are you feeling about, you know, this football team going forward? Victory Monday. We haven't had too many of those in the past years, so... Anytime there's a victory Monday, I'm excited, I'm happy, and I'll just reiterate for all the couch coaches and all the people who are upset at this win, these wins aren't going to be sexy, we're not running a, you know, NFL offense, we don't have the wide receivers to, you know, put up 50 points a game, just enjoy the ride, enjoy the win, because we haven't had too many of these wins in quite some time, and this is the type of team we're going to get, they're going to grind out wins, play good defense, and run the football. So just enjoy it, and don't worry about how they get the wins. Just just be thankful that they're able to get the job done, unlike in past years. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to me that people are, you know, complaining that much about these victories. It's like, I know it wasn't pretty on Saturday, but, you know, previous teams would have found a way to lose that game. You know what I mean? So they, they uh, I mean, two weeks in a row, they've held, you know, a Big Ten opponent to less than 10 points. I mean, I think that that's, you know, pretty sound football. Um, they didn't run the ball as well as I thought they were going to. Um, I do think that they should be giving the ball to Anthony Grant more. I'll just I'll just flat out say it. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> you know, look, it's not perfect, but they won the damn game. And I, I just yeah. don't understand all the naysayers out there like man, you must live a really sad life if you can't even enjoy a Nebraska yeah. win for Christ's sake. Damned if they do, damned if they don't. So just enjoy the win. I don't care how they get it. This is a team that needs to continue to build, and they're doing that in real time. I believe there were, um, I think it was nine uh, freshmen um, or sophomores at one point out on offense. I think it was the drive that uh, Coleman scored the touchdown. But let me just say that I, I do think that there's a blueprint for the future, and they're finding ways to win with different players, not just, you know, the veteran groups. So just be happy that they won. I mean, four and three, first time above 500 since 2019. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I know, I know it's not pretty, but I'm enjoying this win. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I have no thought of not enjoying it. I mean, I've enjoyed it since Saturday. I think it's crazy to me that people are, like, complaining yeah. about this in the Illinois yeah. win. Just like, man, it's it's wild. Yeah. I mean, look, I know it's not – I know it wasn't perfect, um, you know, but and, – and we can talk about some of the things that weren't great. But, you know, this I, this team has taken a lot of positive steps in the right direction. And, uh, you know, we're trending up for a bowl game. Nebraska's only a half game out of the Big Ten West right now. So I know. That um, is crazy. Would have been nice if uh, Illinois could have, you know, done us a solid and sealed the deal against Wisconsin instead of blowing like a 17-point lead or a, I can't remember what it was. But at any rate, I mean, Nebraska literally controls its own destiny right now. And I know we've got five games to go, but they're all winnable. The next one, you know, starts yeah. on Saturday against Purdue. And look, Nebraska's going to have to play better than they did on Saturday to beat Purdue. I mean, there's no no question about that. I mean, at least on offense. You know, defense is playing great, so – um, but yeah, I, I, I don't quite understand 
Yeah, the couch quarterbacks, I guess, is what you said, the term you used. But, yeah, I don't understand the people that just enjoy life, man. I mean, come on. Like, we're four and three wins last – isn't this the first time since, like, 2016 Nebraska's been four and three? 2019, they've been – it was the last time they were above 500, and I remember that season too well. It was actually the first time uh, I started covering this team in full. And, you know, it's obviously we know what happened in uh, 2019. Things kind of spiraled down. But, I mean, there were, there were a lot of positives from Saturday, you know, despite it not looking so pretty. And uh, I'll just start off by saying, you know, Tony White deserves a statue, a raise, whatever it takes to keep him here. He he was probably the best assistant coach and hire of the offseason, and people were really skeptical about the hire. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure all the skepticism is gone now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people were worried about the three three five and how it's going to translate. But, you know, my thing that I always liked about Tony White is he uses multiple – styles of defense you can't be just one defense you can't just have one system and and like one you know one personnel grouping you have to be you know amoebic this day of college football and uh, you know I, I think Nebraska was clearly behind the times with Eric Shenander I think Bill Bush did a solid job last year but they needed like an NFL type of defensive coordinator and that's what Tony White is I am worried he's going to leave for the NFL here at some point yeah. or get a head coaching job but um he's doing a great job so it, so yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and in the, the spirit of that, why don't we, uh, you know, get back into, you know, what we liked and loathed from this weekend, um, you know, from this game. And I guess, you know, I'll start off. One of the things that um, I loathed was the was the play calling on the first two uh, drives of the game, the first two series of the game. I usually I don't like to criticize the play calling, but um, I just thought Nebraska had a clear advantage up front and to come out throwing the football instead of running it, I thought was a mistake. Well, this happens almost every single game. I mean, <laughs> we don't seem to run the football until the second half. And, you know, we saw it against even, um, I'm trying to think, Northern Illinois was a game, was, was another game where they, you know, pretended like Heinrich Harburg was the second coming of Tom Brady and threw it 75 times. And then they finally realized, that, hey, we should probably run the football. So, I mean, they it seems like Satterfeld loves to kind of start off the game by throwing. And I understand that he wants to establish his style of offense, but... We just don't have the horses to do that right now. And, you know, he, like I just said, he tends to start off games slowly. And then he, you know, kind of finds his footing and realizes, hey, we should run the football, um, and, you know, once the, once the uh, second half begins. But I totally agree with you on that. I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of one thing I loathed specifically. And, you know, there wasn't. I, I mean, I don't know how to put this. Heinrich Harburg, he's getting us wins. I think his inconsistencies were something I loathed on Saturday. I mean, this game, you know, in particular, I thought, you know, kind of really showed his limitations. He did get the job done, and I do think he should still be the starter because, honestly, Nebraska is 4-1 and one with him under center. But there were times where I thought that he just – didn't have what it takes to, you know, move the ball and things like that. And his throwing motion, again, kind of still driving me crazy. So I guess that would be something I loathe. He did get the job done, but it wasn't pretty. And I am almost wondering if maybe a transfer portal quarterback is going to be a top priority this offseason. 
Yeah, you know, he um, started off the game terrible. And like I said, it wasn't – I mean, some of it, yeah, Fedoni should have caught the one pass or, or whatever. Yeah, that, um, one of the interceptions wasn't his fault, I don't think. Yeah, but um, but, but yeah, the decision-making, you know, isn't great. And then the throwing isn't great either. So, I mean, but, you know, it was like just when I was – you know, wanted Jeff Sims to go in there, you know, he throws the touchdown pass to Malachi Coleman. So, I mean, you know, it's it's – just he's one of those guys that's not always going to look pretty but you know for this team right now i think he's the, he's the best option yeah transfer portal uh quarterback you know might be it but look i mean if he can run the football and just you know the thing he can't do is turn it over twice i mean that that he hasn't done that and he can't do you know if, if he does that on saturday against purdue nebraska's not going to win so you know that he cannot do that again and um so i mean i guess just uh something i liked though is the defense I mean, starting the game, you know, you get an inter- you get two interceptions, basically. You give the ball to Northwestern twice inside your own 30-yard line, and they only give up three points. And I think that right there saved the game because if you go down 10-0, 14-0, which easily could have happened, uh, that, that game was over. So, you know, kudos again to the defense. Um, I don't think we can say it enough, but just twice in adversity situations to stop Northwestern, that, that really, you know, saved the day and allowed the, the offense to finally get something figured out. And also, Malcolm Hartsog and Omar Brown had two game-saving tackles on deep plays. And had they not made those tackles, I question if we would have won this game. I mean, that to me showed a ton of effort and a ton of wanting to win. And I remember there was a screen pass that Northwestern had where Isaac Gifford just completely got around the blocks and came up and made the tackle. The defense wanted to win on Saturday. They they played like they wanted to win, and their effort showed that they wanted to win. And I think that was that was definitely noticeable and definitely appreciated. Uh, Thirteen tackles for a loss, eight sacks. You know, um, Nash Hutmacher having another strong game. Uh, JUCO transfer James Williams getting in on some action too. I thought he looked pretty good. And you know, again, as as much as you know, we talk about Tony White, Terrence Knighton also deserves a lot of credit for revitalizing that defensive line because that was a weakness even last year and now it's becoming one of the strengths of our defense yeah i mean uh yeah you said it uh nash was incredible on saturday and just uh but yeah isaac gifford you know slowing down that screenplay i thought that was the play of the game i mean he beat two there was basically two offensive linemen there and Mm -hmm. he beat both of those guys to make the tackle by himself and if if he doesn't do that that's at least a 40, 50 yard gain, if not a touchdown. So, and yep. then yeah, Malcolm Hartsog. I mean, <clears throat> Malcolm Hartsog. That was just such great. He got he got beat. He could he could have just coasted and left the guy going for a touchdown. Gets him down at the five, and then uh, he makes the stick on third down to make sure they hold him to a field goal. So it's just those little plays, like that's winning football right there. It's it's the little things, and Nebraska's doing a lot of the little things right. They're still having, you know, too many dumb penalties on offense, and you know they're still not taking. I don't know why they're so loose with the goddamn ball, though. I mean, yeah, that I is really pissing me off. That That's one of the things I really love. I mean, Harburg, I get the interceptions, but catch the snap, man. I mean, come on, you're a college football quarterback, and that's I, – I mean, that's both of our starters have done that this year. Um, I mean, there was numerous fumbles. Just that ball security has got to get better, you know, down the stretch or, you know. It's going to be tough to stay in the Big Ten West race, which Nebraska is in it right now. Hey, though, was the injuries, you know, Billy Camp, Ethan Piper, you know, two critical guys. Um, I know that there's obviously still, you know, the, the freshman receivers are trying to step up and they, you know, plug the holes in the offensive line. But it just seems like, man, every week he got like the walking wounded out there. 
Yeah, and you know, you know, it's bad when the players' families come down, and um, you know, Billy Kemp comes out of the tent crying, and you never want to see that. So, I'm hoping the injury is not too serious. That could have just been out of frustration, but man, you hate to see that. And you know, people can complain about the strength and conditioning, you know, and things like that, but I also wonder if it's the turf, you know. Um, and I, I know a lot of people who are against turf. Uh, you know, I know a lot of former players who used to play on my college football team that are against turf. And so and they prefer grass. So I wonder if that's something to wonder about as well. But in any event, it just stinks because, you know, it is giving others opportunities to step up and play. But, man, you know, people said, oh, put Jeff Sims in because Harburg is struggling and things like that. But. I don't know, honestly, if Sims would make that much of a difference just due to the lack of personnel, both on the line and in the wide receiver room. I mean, it would be tough for anybody back there to go, you know, try to, you know, execute drives and things like that. So, I mean, just the injuries on the offensive personnel, are, you know, it's just crazy right now. And it would be difficult for any quarterback. Yeah, it's not easy, but, you know, at least they, they have been, you know, making it work. I mean, uh, Emmett Johnson had a nice game on Saturday. Uh, Harburg was able to do some stuff running. I mean, Malachi made, mm. you know, the the big play. So um, they're, they're going to have to figure some more stuff out, though. And, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I think that the my thing with this offense is, is they just they need to figure out a way to score like 20 points because I think the defense – you know, most weeks is going to have a pretty good shot of keeping the team below 20. I mean, that's that's basically the formula. Run the football, you know, get the get the clock rolling, get it to the fourth quarter, and uh, hopefully the defense can keep them under 20 and uh, just find a way to, to, to create, you know, a big run or two. Because, I mean, the thing about Heinrich is, like, he's not great, but he also he picked up a third and seven. He picked up a third and 13 running the ball. You know, he ran for a touchdown. Yeah. You know, he muscled. He muscled that damn thing in the end zone and like, yeah, it wasn't pretty, but Northwestern didn't get a touchdown, you know, and they had more red zone opportunities than Nebraska did. So, I mean, there is something to say for that. And I will say on that point, there were no holding penalties on those third and long conversions. And that's huge too. I mean, you know, we've seen plays get called back because of holding and um, not having penalties on those third and long conversions were huge. And, you know, I guess you just, you know, joggled my mind about something I really liked was Emmett Johnson. I mean, you talk about injuries. The running back room has been decimated. Johnson has stepped up and played at a high level, in my opinion, and I would love to see more of him. You know, even when the running back room gets healthy, I think he's a very, um, you know, decisive runner. He runs quickly. He has great athleticism. And, you know, again, for all the injuries, which we never like to see and, you know, are unfortunate, it's giving – others opportunities to step up and Johnson is making the most of it. And I guess just to rope that into the final thing that I'll like my final thing is just, yeah, all the young guys stepping up. I mean, Malachi Coleman on offense and defensively, I mean, Cameron Leonard was spectacular on Saturday. Uh, Prince William Amalian yeah. had like seven tackles, a tackle for a loss and a sack. James Williams, you know, like you mentioned, um, just a bunch of guys that are really coming in and, and the stepping up Emmett Johnson. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. young guys that are stepping in right away and playing. And I think that's a really good sign, you know, going forward, because like we've talked about, you know, Nebraska's recruited a lot of, of blue chip players, but they didn't play like blue chips. And, and some of these guys, you know, they're showing their talent early. And I mean, I think like, I'm just, I'm really excited to see, you know, the development of you know, the Malachi Coleman's and like Cameron Leonard, man, Prince William, yeah. and Alien. like yeah. Nebraska's needed 
big time pass rushers. And that rule went out his very first year in Terrence Knight too. They went out the very first signing class and they got two really like two guys that look like they are going to be, I mean, maybe not first team all big 10, but they have that potential and they're definitely going to be like some second, third, all big 10 type selections, which is huge at that position. Absolutely. And and they're freshmen. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that, that, that that's going to be exciting to watch, you know, if they, if they stay for, uh, the next two years or so, but also, you know, I think it shows, you know, this coaching staff will play players if they play well, and they're not just going to sit on the bench and, you know, be left there to rot. They're going to play, you know, if, if you ball out in practice or you ball out over the course of the next couple of weeks, you're going to get an opportunity to play. And I think that's a great recruiting tool because, you know, injuries are not these, these freshmen are really stepping up and, you know, Playing freshman, you know, and freshman making an impact. I'm not going to bash the previous staff too much, but that wasn't something that the previous staff did. The previous staff didn't play a lot of freshmen. And again, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but that's just to say that this coaching staff is completely different and they're going to put the best players on the field. And I think that is definitely going to help um, with continued success in recruiting. I just think that they reward guys that. You know, whether you're a freshman or a reg, they just play the best players. And I think that they, it's a true more of a meritocracy. And, you know, the guys that, you know, are doing good work in practice are getting on the field and they're making plays and they're keeping them out there. So I think that, you know, from from rule on down, I think that it's a it's a great kind of philosophy because it, it really embraces that competitive nature and the best players should play. Um, so I guess, you know, just shifting towards our final thoughts here what what are, what are some of your final takeaways from this northwestern victory just win baby this team is not gonna you know score like i said 75 points but they're gonna win they're gonna find ways to win and they're learning how to win they're learning how to win and i think that's a skill for a rebuilding program that is crucial they know they're starting to figure out how to win football games I mean, if only we had this skill in 2021, <laughs> things may have been different, but I think it's important to learn how to win. You know what I mean? And I don't think previous teams have had that. So learning how to win and battling through adversity. I mean, this team is kind of getting an idea of, you know, how to do that. And with this team being as young as it is, that can only mean good things for the future. And yeah, I mean, learning how to win and just, um, you know, I don't think that there's that there's no Big Ten win that you can just scoff at. I think people that no. you know aren't aren't uh, you know happy over these wins. They're not appreciating how tough it is to win in the Big Ten conference. Um, and I'm just having a lot of fun. My final takeaway is I'm just having a lot of fun watching this defense play. Um, I know yep. the offense has, has been a, a lot of work, but you know the defense is like really something to be proud of. And uh, you know the black like I, you know there's no like. Um, hesitation calling these guys black shirts like these guys are real black shirts yep. and this is the best defense we've seen in a long time so um stoked about that and really just the last thing i want to touch about volleyball you know i don't know if you did you catch the match I on did. saturday night i I, Man, I i did and i'm like wow this is crazy i should watch more yeah it is crazy it was a it was such a fun match and uh it, it was really intense and <clears throat> Just uh, I loved uh, I loved seeing the win at the end and John Cook with the challenge and I guess it was Bergen Riley that actually told him the challenge the freshman so um, yeah just just good. a great moment really yeah she's she is really good they're all I mean and Harper Murray you know with some big time kills in the you know in the fifth set that Wisconsin team's tough and I have a feeling that um, 
we'll see them again in the national championship match. That's my prediction. Yeah, the place was absolutely electric too. Like that that was a great atmosphere to play in and it just brings home the fact that, you know, Husker fans will get up for their sports. And uh we saw that this year at the beginning of the year with the volleyball match at Memorial Stadium and you know, Saturday the football stadium was rocking and then it was volleyball. You know, the Devaney Center was absolutely electric, so it was re- it was really a great atmosphere and I knew nothing about volleyball whatsoever, but it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm going to have to brush up some more on volleyball, but, you know, uh, I was really uh, impressed by just, you know, the athleticism of of these women and, you know, just how tough they played and, you know, how focused they were and their hand-eye coordination. I can really put my socks on and they're like batting a volleyball so high in the air and stuff like that. So I thought it was really cool. I'm going to watch some more for sure. Yeah, it's a great sport. I, I think that, uh, you know, it's trending up. I wish that I know that there is like a professional league and Nebraska is going to have a team, but I really wish there was like, you know, a true like WNBA for volleyball because it, it's a spectacular sport. And uh, yeah, I mean, if I, if people watch men play it, I mean, it would be fun. There's a lot of strategy that goes into it. But uh, anyway, we're going to be ranked number one today. So that's going to be awesome. Um so uh, we'll wrap up there, you guys. But make sure that you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already um, so you don't miss any of our content. Um, get into the comments section, hit the like button, and uh, as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.